Hey there, Freedom Fighters. My name is Andrew Warner. I'm the founder of Mixergy, where I interview entrepreneurs about how they built their businesses. Get this. For years, I've been paying thousands of dollars a month to have every one of my interviews transcribed. Now, you might say, Andrew, why bother? And I could tell you that it's good for search engine optimization, blah, blah, blah. And truthfully, I don't care that much about search engine optimization. I care much more about user experience. I know that as a podcast listener, sometimes I'm running, listening to a podcast. I hear something useful, and the only way I could get it again is if I stop my run, write it down, and just break the whole experience to take that note. Or... I have to go back and then try to scrub through the freaking podcast and get to the point. And why? What do these people do? They created a show for me so that I could be entertained? No, what they're trying to do is educate me, give me some useful resources, but they've totally blown it because there's no way for me to follow up. So I pay for a transcript so that my audience, if they hear something great, they can go and pull it out. So if they decide I don't want to listen to one of Andrew's interviews, I could get it transcribed. Anyway, that's why I pay for it. Then I heard about this company, Otter. Go check them out at Otter AI, people told me. It's automated. They charge under, I forget the number. It was under 50 bucks. It was 10, 20 bucks. I forget. It didn't even matter. It was so small. I just said, there's no way it's going to work. I dismissed it. And then I dismissed it. And then I dismissed it. And then someone else on my team went and signed us up to Otter AI, despite me saying we don't need them. Used it for Zoom meetings because we were having meetings on Zoom and they wanted notes without having to go back and transcribe or look. I said, this is so great. How'd you do it? They said, I just connected Otter to Zoom. I said, that's amazing. How much is, how much is it going to cost us? That's too much money. They told me a few bucks. I said, great, let's stick with it. This frick, I'm basically doing a commercial from Otter, Sam. I got Sam Liang. He's the founder of Otter. He's smiling and nodding as I'm saying this. I, I'm just excited about your software. I'll tell you, we use you for podcast transcripts so that our audience has a good experience. But I'll tell you the wackiest little use case for me with Otter. I was talking with this entrepreneur whose company I invested in. He was relaying information to me over coffee and I wanted to make sure that what he said I got right. Dude, Sam, I put Otter on my phone. I put it right in the table in the middle of the street where just like a block off of Market Street in San Francisco. You know how loud that is, right? I put it right in front of us I say, this is just going to record us and transcribe it so I have notes so I'm, I, I'm accurate because I forget little details sometimes. He's talking. The thing is recording his name and actually calls him speaker two and exactly what he says in real time. I talk. It says speaker one in real time. This is amazing. Anyway, software is amazing. Really costs pennies on the dollar compared to the competition. I invited the founder here to talk about how he built it. I want to find out about the previous company that he built and sold to uh, a subsidiary of Alibaba. And I want to find out if it even matters if his software is so good because Google is constantly on this whole transcription uh, kick. All right, we're going to find out about how Sam Liang did this thanks to two phenomenal sponsors. The first, if you're doing any kind of payroll, you need to know about Gusto. Go check them out at gusto.com slash Mixergy. And the second, when you're building a website, go to HostGator. Check them out at hostgator.com slash Mixergy. Sam, good to have you here. Great to be here. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you for your uh, enthusiasm um, for Otter. Are you guys making any money from this? You're charging people like me only 10, 20 bucks a month. I was paying hundreds, thousands actually a month. <laughs> are you making, how much money are you bringing in? Talk to me, revenue. Uh, we cannot disclose our um, revenue number at this moment, but I can tell you that uh, business has been growing uh, super fast. We have actually doubled our revenue three times this year. 
Um, that's eight times growth so far. By the way, I have your revenue here. It's pretty impressive considering how little you're charging. But since you told it to us in private, we're going to keep your um, keep your confidence. Let me understand, though, the growth rate this year, 2020, happened because? Because I think the, uh, some people say this is just because COVID. Um, I think COVID provides some tailwind push. Uh, it definitely uh, helps accelerate the adoption. But the main reason I see is that people realize the power of order um, even even better uh, with uh, working from home situation, with remote work, uh, online education. Um, people discover that they're overwhelmed by the amount of information they're getting uh, with back-to-back Zoom meetings. Um, you know, when COVID happened, uh, people thought, oh, um, I don't have to commute. It saved me two hours a day. It, it turned out that those two hours are shifted to Zoom meetings. Yes. So people are having even more meetings than uh, uh, pre-COVID. So um, how do people handle that? And also, you know, you don't meet people in person these days. Uh, communication is hard. Uh, collaboration is hard. Um, how do you keep people on the same page? Here, here's what uh, I think is happening. More people are obviously shifting over to Zoom. My whole family is on Zoom all the time. I actually have two business internet connections now because we're all using Zoom at the same time. When people are on Zoom, they want to take notes on the meetings. It's a distraction to take notes while people are talking. And so what you guys have is a plugin. I mentioned the little connection that we made when we started with Otter. It's now even more sophisticated. As I talk, I'm getting a little distracted because I'm seeing Otter transcribe my words in real time on my screen. And when you shift, it transcribes yours. And so my hunch is, as more people are shifting to Zoom meetings instead of in-person meetings, a percentage of them are saying, we want this transcribed. And you guys are now the number one transcription service for, for Zoom. That's true. That's it. That's true. Without order, when you're in a meeting, you're pretty stressed. People telling you, you know, a thousand different things. Uh, people yes. have to take a nose like crazy to uh, just make sure they don't forget things. Um, it's especially difficult in a more sophisticated situation where people are discussing, for example, a lot of numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, I myself cannot remember more than three numbers at a time. You know, when people tell me 10, 20 numbers, uh, it's really hard for me to uh, process it. With other live notes, actually makes it easier. Um, I, I see the whole full transcript right in front of me, the, the 10 numbers, 20 numbers right in front of me. It helped me process it, uh, the information much better. I can ah, I you don't know what? remember anything. I can scroll back. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what did that guy say 10 minutes ago? I can quickly find it. You know what? I didn't think of that. I'm somebody who has to see things to fully understand them. That's why I'm always carrying around this Apple Pencil so that I could take notes in calls. I see you're saying that there are some people who need to see the information to fully understand it. And for them, having live transcription like this is helpful. All right. Let me understand. The focus of this interview is to understand how you got here. Our producer asked you about your childhood. Were you entrepreneurial? What were you like? You're one of the few guests who didn't tell us anything about what you were like when you were growing up. Can you give me a little insight into who the young Sam was? Where did you grow up? What was life like? What were you passionate about? Um, I grew up in China, mm-hmm. uh, Beijing, China. 
Um, it was near the end of the Cultural Revolution. I still remember those days. Um, actually, even food uh, was uh, not sufficient. Even food? So, food, okay. yeah. So um, I remember I was hungry all the time uh, because it's just not enough food. Um, luckily, um, my parents, um, you know, I'm super grateful. My parents are teachers, professors uh, um, in uh, Beijing University. Um, they get a little bit better um, supply than other people uh, in, in China. Uh, and also it get me, you know, immersed in that academic uh, environment. So, mm -hmm. uh, so I grew up uh, in Beijing. I went to college in Beijing. Then, uh, then I came to the United States after college. I went to uh, graduate school here. Um, went to University of Arizona first um, in Tucson. So it's a great city. Scholarship um, or were you able to with, pay with Scholarship, yeah. Scholarship, okay. And you, later, ended, you ended up being an engineer at Cisco and then is it Tropos Network and Google? Yeah, yeah. Later on also, um, because my parents are professors, I, I, my initial dream was to become a professor myself. So I had to get a PhD to achieve that. Um, so um, after working a couple of years, I decided to quit my job and went to Stanford uh, I did my PhD in electrical engineering. Um, and then at that moment, I learned that, wow, um, you know, there's so many startups have, that have been founded by Stanford graduates. And then, of course, in Silicon Valley, they're, they're all uh, kind of a startup success stories. I said, okay, maybe I could do a startup someday. Huh. Um, um, I first, yeah, after Stanford, worked at Cisco, then um, joined Google. Um, I was leading Google Map Location Service for four years, 2006 to 2010. And our team actually built the initial uh, blue dot system on Google Mobile Map, uh, where a, a blue dot shows your current location and help you navigate. Mm -hmm. I was uh, actually leading the backend location platform to provide that location service. Uh, it was really a fun experience. You know, it uh, built something that was um, uh, being used by billions of people. So it was we were handling huge amount of data at that time. Uh, but you know, I said you know I really want to build a startup, so I, I quit Google in 2010 um, and build a mobile startup first in Palo Alto. Um, and uh, we built a, a mobile location contactual system. And yeah, that company was later acquired by Alibaba successfully. Um, the idea it, for, and the company was called, um, where is it? It's uh, Aloha Mobile? Yes, yes. Why the R at the end of Aloha? What does it Aloha mean? Um, aloha, obviously, that's the hello in uh, Hawaiian, Hawaiian. Um, and uh, I said, let's just play with that word. I really like uh, Hawaii, obviously, uh, most people do. Um, 
and I just add the letter R at the end um, so that um, you know it, it's a short name um, and it's unique. Um, you can search for it easily on Google and find our website. And also start with the letter A, uh, which is uh, you know the first in the alphabet, obviously. Um, and your idea for that was what was the what was the thought that made you decide to go and launch Alohar? Um, remember that was uh, in 2010. Uh, it's a obvious concept today, but in back in 2010, it was still a taboo um, to automatically track location and analyze the location information to. A personalized mobile experience. Mm -hmm. um, so we build some technologies to automatically get location um, all the time without burning the mobile phones or battery, which is actually a very difficult thing to do. Um, we call it the persistent sensing. Uh, mm -hmm. It, it uses uh, some very sophisticated algorithm to sense data from multiple sensors on the mobile device. Meaning the, the GPS was the natural one. What Google did that was um, innovative also was they analyzed the Wi-Fi routers as they were passing with their Google Maps cars, right? And understanding where uh, location based on that. Am I right? What else did, what other insight did you have? We actually use many other sensors, the accelerometer, Bluetooth, okay. Wi-Fi, obviously. Um, and we were able to build that system in an extremely efficient way. Um, the Google actually didn't, was not able to do that until many years later. Um, we were actually able to do it on both iPhone and Android. So, yeah, that, okay. that was Aloha. It was really fun. Um, but after Aloha... Wait, let's, let's not pass on Aloha. I'm fascinated yeah. by this company. Your realization was companies are going to want to understand location within their apps. They don't have my, meaning you, Sam's, um, understanding of how to do that without burning through the battery and getting, getting accurate data. I'm going to be the location company providing the, the, the infrastructure support for these businesses that need to know location, right? Yeah, we, we build a platform, we provide an API for people to uh, build their own uh, location um, uh, intelligent mm -hmm. applications using our SDK. So we, we have a lot of it, uh, apps using our system. Um, okay. We also build our own app called Place Me and Place Us uh, that uh, help people uh, you know, that, how people uh, like uh, stay connected. For example, PlaySouth allows your family members to see everyone's location in real time and notify each other when um, you know the child left school or um, you know my wife um, went to the uh, grocery store so that maybe I say, hey, um, you know, remember to you know buy cheese for me. So, uh, how long did it take you? from leaving Google till the time you were able to actually create, have a, a fully working version of the software? 
we built a prototype in the first year uh, without any funding, actually. Uh, the first year had a $0 salary, $0 funding. Um, and uh, it was just uh, yeah, the uh, coding at home most of the time. Uh, although, um, uh, after a few months, uh, I started to talk to uh, VCs. Uh, at that moment, it's actually the, the concept was actually very scary to a lot of people um, because, you know, say, hey, and, and this is uh, privacy intrusion, it's too creepy, nobody will ever use it, uh, and also technically nobody believes we can do it um, without killing the battery in a couple of hours. Um, but, uh, you know, we managed to do it. Uh, I pitched, I, I don't remember, maybe dozens of VCs. Nobody believed me um, until I showed this to <laughs> this guy called Tim Draper. Yep. Um, and once he saw the demo, he said, oh, my goodness, um, this is exactly what I want. I, I want uh, a life lock for myself. So um, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. Sometimes you just, you know, meet somebody who will resonate with you instantly. Um, so that's, uh, he, he gave me an EIR position at DFJ. So gave me a big, huge office in his office building. So I moved in there um, and uh, you know, continue uh, incubating Aloha. <laughs> EIR is entrepreneur in residence. That's usually when they just put you in and they say, maybe you'll go and work for one of the companies that we've invested in. Maybe you'll help us analyze businesses, right? It's just hang out. We'll figure out what to do with you. So he wasn't even thinking this was a company yet. Were you thinking this was a company? I was thinking it's a company, but at that moment, uh, I only myself and uh, uh, my co-founder was working with me part-time. Um, so at that t time, it just, you know, there, there was no business plan yet. Um, it just a, a very rough prototype at that time. Um, so team said, you know, come in, uh, give you an office, just, you know, we'll chat. Um, and so I, I get to, you know, meet his team, um, just hand around and, and, you know, sometimes they ask me about some uh, startups that they are looking at. Um, but most of the time was, you know, focusing on building uh, the Aloha system. What was one of the little insights that allowed you to make, maybe the big insight that allowed you to make, um, to get people's location without draining their batteries? What did you realize that others did not realize? There are many things, you know, you, if you keep your GPS on all the time, there's no way you can um, keep your battery live longer than a few hours. The key insight is to turn off GPS um, whenever possible without losing the information. So it's, you know, it's one simple insight is that, you know, even if I keep the system on 24 hours a day, most people don't move 24, 24 hours a day. So most of the time you're not moving. Most of the time, you're stationary. So the key thing is to automatically detect when you are not moving, then turn off GPS. Um, and even if you are moving on highway, you know, the, uh, we don't have to use GPS every second. 
Um, so you can actually interpolate uh, between data points. So, um, so motion, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and all those sensors can be used to. That's output. why when I said GPS and Wi-Fi, you made sure to interrupt me and say, and accelerometer and Bluetooth. I understand now accelerometer. Why Bluetooth? What did Bluetooth help you do? Yeah, Bluetooth, um, you know, when, when it can also tell you the environment, um, you know, whether there are other Bluetooth uh, devices around you, um, that it can give some signal whether the uh, user is moving or not. Mm. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. I want to come back and understand why you didn't make Alohar into its own standalone consumer app and decided that you were going to be the infrastructure company. But first, let me tell you about Gusto. You probably are at a point, Sam, where you're not doing your own payroll, right? I'm imagining. Uh, yeah, we use another uh, company service to manage our payroll. I'm going to tell you why now is a great and maybe even the perfect time to switch to Gusto. The problem that many people who are listening to us are going to have in 2021 is their employees are going to be spread out all over the country, right? Different taxes, different systems of making sure that everyone gets paid no matter where they are. The other problem is it's not just employees. You just have contractors too who are 1099s. How do you make sure that everybody, no matter where they are, is paid, gets taken care of properly, no matter what city, no matter what state they're in, no matter even whether they're contractors or employees? Well, that's what Gusto is all about. And now is the time to switch so that you start 2021 on a new page with brand new system that handles the world as it's happening in this more dispersed way. And the other nice thing about Gusto is something that I can't really communicate in a podcast ad for you. And that is that it just works beautifully. You know, you and I, when we use software that just works well, works in a modern, modern way, that it feels good for us. Imagine how it feels to the people you're paying to have an experience that is sane, that is new, that is modern, that is clean, that actually works. Well, that's what you're going to confer on the people who work for you. I keep saying people who work for you because I want to be clear. This is not just for hourly people, salaried people, not just for employees at all. It's also for your contractors. And they give you so much paper checks. They give you unlimited payrolls, auto, um, uh, auto, auto, it's set up in an automatic set it and forget it way. It allows you to basically take care of your people as, as well as you'd like them to be taken care of and reduce the agita that you have. Gusto. You probably have heard about them forever. They're one of these storied Silicon Valley companies now. People are talking about the business. I want you to know the service by going to gusto.com slash Mixergy. Y Combinator back company. You've heard about them. Now is the time to do it. Go talk to them. Go check them out before 2021 hits at gusto.com slash M-I-X-E-R-G-Y. Gusto.com slash Mixergy. And, um, Oh, they've got a special offer on that page. But you know what? I, I hate to get into the legalese of it. I, wanna, I want you to go and experience the service because it's a great service, not because they have some kind of discount for you. But you'll get, the, you'll get a really nice benefit, as you'll see, if you go to gusto.com slash Mixergy. Sam, why didn't you turn your business into a consumer-based business? Create it, put it in the app store, and become a huge success that everyone loves. Well, that's a lesson I learned uh, uh, from Aloha. That's why other, we're building Otter.ai in a different way. Um, you know, Otter, uh, at Aloha, you know, to be honest, at that moment, I, I, wasn't, I, I didn't know what, what kind of uh, consumer product um, will be successful. 
So we did a couple of them. Uh, it went okay. It didn't go like crazy. Um, oh, you but, did con- create consumer-facing apps. Yeah, we uh, created two apps. One is called Place Me, and the other one is called Place Us. Place Me is a personal location uh, journal app. Um, you know, when you travel, you 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 can um, uh, you know keep track of all yep, your yep. trails. Uh, it, it can be really useful when you are um, you know visit France or Hawaii. It can be really interesting. And also on a daily basis. A lot I do that with Google Maps now. I know that people think yeah. it's a privacy intrusion. I get it. It absolutely yeah. is yes. a privacy concern. Yeah. But the benefits far outweigh any of the concerns that I have. To be able to go back and say, where was I a week ago when Olivia took me? Ah, got it. I have it. Right. What was the path that we took when we rode our bikes? Got it. Um, so you, you went that way. It didn't work out. And I understand. How did... How did it go when you decided you were going to be built into other people's apps with Alohar? Well, as an engineer, that's actually what we were good at. We were good at um, uh, technologies. We were good at uh, getting accurate location. And uh, as we already discussed, doing it in a very power-efficient way. Um, our SDK was the, the most efficient, the most accurate at that time. So, um, Google actually didn't do it in Google Map until many years later. We actually did it way earlier than them. Um, How did you get customers? As an engineer, what did you do to sell? Yeah, that's the part I I wasn't good at. Um, But um, for Alohar, um, it it got quite some traction. Um, Some people started using the consumer app first. Um, and also, we got quite some coverage uh, in the news, TechCrunch, Forbes, um, and um, uh, there, there are other entrepreneurs who came to us um, to uh, ask for the SDK. We actually powered a few interesting uh, companies. Um, because they read about you in the news? They read about us in the news where they, they heard about us through their social network. Yeah. But um, yeah, we actually learned a lot uh, from the first startup. That's why we're, um, we figured out a new way to build Otter. Uh, um, forgive me, Sam. I, I want to spend a little bit more time just closing this out and then we'll get into Otter. Mm-hmm. Let me take a moment to talk, tell you about Otter. Dude, as you're talking, it's just mesmerizing to watch it transcribe. I just, call, I just said, dude, as you're talking, the freaking thing did dude and then put a comma as you're talking, it's more grammatically correct than most of the people I talk to. And I, I don't mean to insult you, you got an accent. It's picking up your accent beautifully. If I scroll up and I look at the way that you said Alohar, it understood Alohar and not only did it understand it, it put the timestamp on it for when we talked about it. This thing is amazing. It's, it's just, you. it's amazing. It actually makes me get chills as I watch it. And, and I'm a user who's experienced this before. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I've just never seen we... this in real time like this in a, in a meeting. Thank you. Yeah, I, this is why we are, you know, 10 times more excited about Otter than our first startup where, you know, we did, again, learn a lot of lessons. Um, you know, with Otter, it is a consumer-facing product um, where a uh, user can sign up for free uh, and use uh, a lot of uh, uh, 
three minutes, actually, we provide the most generous plan probably on, on the planet as far Too generous. as- I think most people who are listening to us are gonna be using you for free and never pay you. For months, I used you for free. Other people on my team were paying. I was using yeah. you for free and I was using yeah. it for meetings. For, all right, we'll come back to Otter in a second. Why did you decide to sell Alohar? Um, it was, um, as, as I mentioned, we, we didn't figure out how to build a successful consumer product. Um, and um, we just you know, got some really good offers that we cannot refuse. So we say, hey, uh, yeah, we, you know, we also thought, you know, when we work with Alibaba, you know, they, uh, they have a huge user base. Um, they can definitely help us get a low heart system into, you know, millions or tens of millions of users uh, much faster than we could do. So... You sold to Auto Navis, am I right about that? Auto uh, Auto Navi, yeah. Auto Auto Navi. Auto Navi, yeah. It's um, it's um, uh, it's part of Alibaba. I'm guessing you're not going to tell me how much you sold for, but it's public. I I went and I looked at the SEC filings. I saw your head just do a turn as I said that. Isn't it public knowledge? <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what I what I read. You you can tell me if it makes you feel uncomfortable. Okay. I'm watching your face. I suddenly feel that the energy changes in the uh, conversation. You don't even want me to read from the SEC filings. Actually, I didn't see it. Uh, I thought it was... Uh, it, it, you thought it was private? Yeah, it's private, yeah. Can I read what I said or am I going to make you feel so uncomfortable that I'm going to lose you for the rest of the conversation? Maybe we don't cover that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I'll, I'll hold off. It's, it's, yeah. it's in there. You did really well from, from the cell. Fair to say? Uh, uh, we we did well. Uh, it's, it's not crazy. Um, it's um, you know we have a bigger, bigger bigger dream now. I will say this that the it was the cash portion. I'm going to say that twenty nine thousand two hundred fourteen dollars in cash. I, I said what what is that about? And then there was uh, equity in the business. I see already from your face you want me to step away from this whole conversation. It's not worth <laughs> going into the numbers on it, but. Yeah. Fair to say you did well. You stayed with the company for a little bit. Did your life change at all, Sam? Did you become a, did you do anything for yourself? Did you buy yourself a house? Did you get yourself out of the Bay Area for a little bit? Um, just, a li- I would say a little bit. It just it basically gave us more confidence. Okay. Um, so, you know, it, it, that's the first startup we did. Um, we learned a lot. We also met a lot of interesting people. Um, so it just gave us the foundation to do something bigger. Okay. And the problem that you saw was, as you told our producer, you were in a lot of meetings and you experienced the problem. What's the problem right. as you experienced it? The main thing is that I can't remember things. Um, you know, I, I talked to so many people. I talked to VCs, customers. Uh, we do a lot of interviews uh, to recruit. Internally, we have tons of meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, it's very fast-paced. We have product meetings, engineering meetings, um, business sales marketing meetings. I, I can't remember things. Um, it's also, I find it hard to um, convey the information to other team members after a meeting. You know, I, I talk to this customer. I want to share what they ask with our team. 
Um, sometimes I remember only two things out of the five things they asked. Um, so I say, hey, you know, why isn't there a tool to help me? Then I realized that with the tons of meetings this day, um, where 99.999% of the voice data um, are all lost. Um, the, if you look at the world, uh, people talk so much. Um, there's a lot of research saying that a person in their lifetime may speak a few hundred million words. Uh, one number I saw was 800 million words in their lifetime. So if you think about it, you know, this tremendous of information there. Uh, where did that go? And, and so you're and, saying, I think I yeah. want to capture that somehow. Yeah. Did you do any kind of test at first to see if you can do transcription in real time? We did test in back in 2016 when, when we started. We actually tested uh, Google Voice API. We tested Microsoft. We tested Amazon, IBM. To be honest, none of them worked well. Um, the accuracy was low. Uh, and they didn't do real time. You have to record it first, and then send the recording to them. And then after some time, they gave you the transcript. It was, uh, they were full of errors. Um, so we say, hey, you know, they, they, they don't work well. What can we do? We say, hey, let's do it ourselves. So it your, was, your original thinking was, look, there are these APIs out there. These yeah. brilliant companies are working on it and they're making it into a service. All I want to do is make the, the version of their service available for people like me when they're in meetings. Right. And then it didn't work. And you said, I'm smarter than them, these companies that are creating APIs. Why? What was your insight at this point that made you say you could do a better job than they, than they can? Well, it was in some sense insane. Um, Say, so how can we, uh, like a, uh, a starving startup, do things better than Google or Microsoft with, you know, infinite amount of resource there? So sometimes you have to <laughs> believe in yourself. Sometimes you just have to do something crazy. Uh, and uh, we say, hey, let's do it ourselves. Uh, we, you know, maybe we can do better. Um, Sam, of what's course, the part? What's the part, you know how you told me earlier about how you, one of the realizations you had in your ma in your uh, location software was that you don't need to understand, you don't need to use GPS all the time. That's what burns through battery. If people are standing still, just stop using GPS. What were some of the insights that you had into real-time automatic transcription? Um, yeah, the key thing is that the... When we, build, when we were building Aloha, important principle is about contextual intelligence. Contextual intelligence meaning that you're not just using GPS alone. You're mm -hmm. using a lot of other information to help infer uh, location and um, uh, the environment without using GPS. Um, so when you do speech recognition, this is, you know, again, it's not perfect yet, but we're, you know, we're still working on it. It's when you do speech recognition, 
the context is actually important. Mm-hmm. You're not just listening to every single word as a isolated uh, word. It's in a sentence. It's um, it depends on the topics you're talking about, and also after we hear a person a few times, the system can build a model for that person about the topics they usually discuss, the words they usually use. Um, you know, this is still in progress. It's not a, not a finished uh, system yet, but that's the concept. You know, how do you take advantage of the context? That makes so much sense. You know what? I don't know why other voice devices don't understand this. I'll give you an example. I'm someone who, who sometimes wants his articles read by my iPhone. For some reason, the iPhone will, oh, will, get, will, will not understand words in context. So, for example, it might say, as it's reading a, an article to me, it might say, yesterday he read a book about and keep on going. Well, if it's yesterday, it's still the same word, R-E-A-D, but it should be pronounced read a book, you know, but it doesn't understand the context. It doesn't know that yesterday should signal that the word read is past, not present. And you're right. Otter does that. And the other thing about Otter that I noticed is if I say it, if I fix it, and if I use it a few times, it gets smarter about me versus the the human transcription services that we use would always get words like Y Combinator wrong. Now we use Y Combinator over and over again, but there's no way to say to the next human being who does my transcript, understand Y Combinator is a word that we use. Here's how it's, there's no way to do it. With you, it does it. Right. Yeah, I am watching uh, our transcript right now. I see Y Combinator. Yep. Uh, transcribed correctly. Yeah, um, this is a part of the context. Uh, we're constantly learning new words, new phrases as well. Obviously, uh, Y Combinator uh, didn't exist. Um, when did they start? Um, you know, 20 years ago, I don't think they existed. Um, no. So that, that's a new phrase. Uh, new phrases are being invented every day. Um, yep. And uh, acronyms, um, COVID-19, for example, is not a uh, popular word. You got that right. It it not only got it right right now in our transcript, it also has it all in uppercase letters the way that um, I've been seeing in the news. So that's, that's one of your insights. What about this? As you're going into this, you can clearly see Google cares about this space tremendously. Why go into a space competing with Google when you know how smart they are, how aggressive they can be on pricing? Were you at all worried about that? Well, this is the uh, David challenging the Goliath. Um, the, oh, my word, uh, it's a little bit weird uh, with my accent. But the, uh, I think that's the fun part. You know, this is one thing I learned from um, my PhD advisor at Stanford. You know, he has been telling me all the time, Sam, you've got to think big. Um, don't just try to solve a small problem. Solve a big problem. That, that's where you can make a big impact in the world. So when, when we, again, when we tested Google API and Microsoft API and found they didn't work well, we thought, wow, this is a huge opportunity for us. You know, they couldn't do it well. You know, it's, it's a chance for us to to do something better. Um, 
So, um, but of course, it's very risky. Uh, mm. But, you know, that, that's, that's what stimulated us. That's what excited us. What's the uh, big vision? What's the one that makes the whole challenging Goliath part worth it? Well, maybe we can show we can, we're smarter, we can do something better with, you know. No, I mean, sports. how did you envision this? This would be used for more than just Zoom meetings in your mind, right? More than just put it down to coffee. When you think about long-term vision for Otter, what is that? Short-term, it's all about virtual meetings. Um, that's what, you know, most knowledge workers uh, spend most of their time on. Um, so we want to help them. Um, you know, make their uh, meeting experience better, uh, make their team work better, collaborate better, more productive, you know, they stay on the same page. Longer term, I see this order will be everywhere, will be always on. It's very scary in the sense that a lot of people get really um, nervous when I say this. Otter, I see in, I don't know when, five or 10 years, will be always on. In always the on where? Where? It's on your Apple Watch. Okay. It's on your wearable device, uh, wearable um, uh, clothes. It, Otter will listen all the time, but it doesn't mean it will share the data on uh, Facebook or Twitter. This is, in the first place, a, a system to help the user themselves. It hears the environment, it hears all the conversation, it understands you maybe even better than yourself. It knows and, and then it does what. what with this? What does Otter do with all this transcription of everyday life? Well, it understands the conversations you're having with other people. It can analyze it and make a recommendation for yourself, create reminders for yourself. Um, it knows the wow. action items you need to take based on the conversation you had with other people. I think I'm, I think I'm getting it. Tell me if this makes sense for you. The other day we were sitting on the couch. My wife said, so um, I didn't get you a present. I said, okay, that's totally fine. Um, you said, but you got me a present, right? It's this fanny pack for hiking. I said, yeah. Um, said, that should be from the kids. Maybe you should get me something else. And I wanted in the worst way to write down or set a reminder, buy Olivia a present. And said, I nodded like I already got her one. What you're imagining is if this is on my wrist, if it's on a wearable of another type, if it's in my uh, Amazon speaker, or Google speaker, whatever, it should be something I can go back and say, what did she say that we want? Let me go through and see it. And now, or even better, maybe I don't even go through it. It just understands the context of gift and a to-do and it adds a to-do to my right. uh, to my to-do list. That's your your big vision. Okay, let me take a moment. I, that brings up a question for me and it's not a, um, a privacy issue. I think privacy issues have been discussed. My big question then is, why are you creating a consumer-facing app then instead of building it into everything that already exists? Let me take a moment, talk about my, my second sponsor and then we'll come back into this. My second sponsor is a company called HostGator for starting websites. Sam, you think big, you think these big visions of products that could be embedded into other people's products. I think there's some people who are listening who are saying, all right, where do I even start? If I want to start something small right now, let me give them a suggestion, Sam. Two things. Number one, 
actually, I'm going to give you one big dramatic idea that you can take and apply to lots of different things. And you can use HostGator to host a website for it. The idea is this. Right now, there are a lot of businesses who are trying to cut costs because we're going into a recession for some businesses. You can imagine somebody whose whole job is, I'm going to come into your business and I'm going to analyze it and show you where you could save money. Imagine if that's the idea that you have people, whoever's out there listening to me, you haven't had an idea, just go go to hostgator.com slash Mixergy, get an inexpensive website and start offering that as a service to people. Number two, similar related services. What if you can analyze the stack, the software stack that runs their businesses and suggest ways to improve? So maybe they're using an old CRM, but you know a better CRM than you could show them how to use. All these different services that you can offer businesses to save them money or make them more efficient or easy businesses to get started. And the first thing you need when you start an idea, whether it's this business idea or something else, is a website to show people that you exist, to give them confidence that they could trust you. At this point, a website is like putting on a nice shirt. In the past, you'd put on a nice shirt. Today, nobody cares about what you're wearing, but they do care about what your business is wearing on the web. And the way to do that is to go to hostgator.com slash Mixergy, get the lowest price that Hostgator has for starting a website and get going. It's super easy, incredibly fast, and you'll get a low, low price from a dependable company by going to hostgator.com slash Mixergy. All right, coming back to this, Sam, why consumer-facing product? Why is it an app? Why is it this, this thing that I have to interact with instead of embedding it into others? Why not an API? Because right now, there are no other product that provide this kind of uh, meeting note service. So we figured that we have to build it ourselves. And we want to design the user experience, design the... Um, the user-facing features that people can use in the most convenient way. Because you want to show us what could be done, but in the future, are you imagining that this is going to be a standalone app or is this going to be an API that businesses pay to access? It is. Yeah, it's it's already a standalone product. Um, It's available through a web interface. You can use Otter at otter.ai right away inside your browser. For example, you run a Zoom meeting or a Google Meet meeting or WebEx or a Microsoft Team meeting on your laptop, you can turn on other side by side and trans- live transcribe your uh, virtual meetings uh, in real time. Other is also available on uh, mobile devices on your iPhone, iPad, Android phone, Android pad, um, so that Either some people use it um, during a Zoom meeting, just uh, put uh, turn on auto on their iPhone uh, during a Zoom meeting, or you know, as you mentioned earlier, if you meet someone in a restaurant or uh, Starbucks or in a conference room after COVID, when people meet again in person, they they can use Otter um, on their mobile device or their laptop. But I've got to say, where I would like to see Otter go is I would like to see podcast apps like Overcast just pay you guys a fee, integrate your service, and give me live transcripts or transcripts in general for all the podcasts I listen to. I would like my theme, my WordPress theme for Mixergy to automatically, if we just upload a file, just transcribe it for us through API and put it on the site instead of us transcribing, downloading it, putting it on the site. What I'm trying to say is, I would love for you to be the back end, almost invisible, and just do it for me. But is that the version of the business that you see, or do you want more 
more of the app and web interface to be the experience? Um, you can actually already upload your podcast to Otter and transcribe it in Otter. Um, we see that a short term, um, we are more excited about uh, providing the uh, service to users directly because okay. the a uh, lot of interesting functionalities and it and in particular the collaborative part which uh, we see are even more interesting than the single user use case because when you have a meeting um, by definition you are meeting with uh, other people so it is a social activity so when you're having a meeting, the meeting notes is not just useful for yourself. It's useful for all the meeting uh, attendees. And oftentimes the, the information there is also useful for a broader audience beyond the people who are present in the meeting. Um, it is uh, especially true for um, uh, in the corporate meetings, uh, you know, your engineering team meeting, your product team meeting, and also uh, for externally facing meetings like customer calls, yep, um, yep. you know, for me, uh, VC calls uh, or other business partner calls. These, uh, these um, uh, information is useful for my own team, uh, you know, for them to hear from customer directly or from business partners directly. So how do I share this uh, in the best way with our team to yeah. uh, help communicate better? Sam, I'm sorry to interrupt. I get excited about Otter, so I got to jump in. A lot of times people will, at the end of a meeting, email a link. I'm, I'm a, a, an LP in the Hustle Fund. I love Eric. He records his Zoom meetings and then he sends them over to us. What am I supposed to do? Listen to an hour and a half of his meeting where in the beginning he's just chatting with people and then I have to fast forward. I don't want that. What yeah. I would rather he do is say, here's an Otter link. It costs us 20 bucks a month to have all these things transcribed. Here's an Otter link. And then maybe someone on his team, he's got assistants and he's got um, interns. Just right. go and use the highlight feature. Highlight the parts that he wants me to pay attention to. And then I could hit play and listen to those if I want to, or just skim and read and hit play on the things that I want to understand. Right. You're saying, right. As we're saying, this, this is the vision. Yes. Yes. Um, we already see people doing that. Um, they highlight things and they tell their, uh, their team members say, Hey, just look at my highlights. That's all you need to look at. Um, you don't have to spend an hour listening to everything. You know, maybe two or three minutes is, uh, is enough for you to get all the important parts from this, this call. Right. Um, and then if you want to skim around and find others, you skim around and find others. And then I'll tell yeah. you something else, Sam. I prefer that people give me a link to their Otter page and not to, uh, to a transcript that they get from Otter by getting the, you know, the, the PDF or the text. Here's why. Sometimes context and people's exp uh, the way that people talk matters. Like I asked, the I asked the founder of Zendesk, do you mind if I ask you about your, your wife? And he said, uh, can I ask you about your wife? He said, no. And then I said, really? He goes, no. And then he moved on. I could, I, you can't get the context until you listen to him and see yeah. he's uncomfortable with Andrew asking about his wife, move on. Just seeing the word no makes you feel like he doesn't mind if I talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I hit play. Yeah, what I yeah the, the, the sentiment, the intonation uh, also matters. Um, the um, the um, in a, the longer term, uh, the AI will learn what's important for you. 
uh, it could automatically highlight things for you. Um, but uh-huh. it will still take a few years. Um, it's, uh, it's a very subjective um, process. How did you get customers? What's been working for you for getting users? Um, the words of mouth is the most powerful. Um, when people use Otter, they tell their uh, friends and colleagues, and also when they use Otter in a Zoom meeting, um, they basically are telling everybody about Otter because you know if you have 10 people on the call, all of them get access to Otter. So once they start seeing it, they, you know, many of them get excited and they decide to sign up and um, start using Otter for their own meetings. So uh, viral growth uh, is the best way. Um, so, um, yeah, we, we have the basic plan, the pro plan, um, and also for business, uh, they buy the business plan for their own team. So in a very similar way, they buy Zoom plan or uh, Slack for their team. Uh, it's getting adopted in enterprises as well. It looks like the, the basic version gives you 600 meetings. That's 10 hours for free. Yeah. Um, your advisor, let me close out with this. Um, this is, tell me if I'm pronouncing his last name right, David Cheriton? Uh, yeah, yeah. He was the first check into Google. He wrote the very first uh, $100,000 check to Larry Page and Sergey to start Google, yes. From what I understand, multi-billionaire, incredibly, like lives a frugal, basic life. What did you learn from him? I mentioned, you know, think big um, and don't be afraid of um, doing something different. It's um, doing something controversial. Um, that, that's his style. Um, controversial? How do you see that coming across from him? Well, he usually have contrarian views against uh, the conventional wisdom. For example? Um, the one example was actually the way he um, looked at the uh, computer net- networking technologies. Um, I don't remember what year. At one point, I think um, people were... Uh, excited about a technology called ATM, um, and and he came out and say, "Hey, that that's the wrong thing to do. Um, Ethernet will be the future." Mm-hmm. Um, after a few years, um, he was proven right, um, and um, and he actually built a, a company them, himself uh, with Andy Backlosheim. Um, long time ago, even before I joined Google, um, uh, even uh, before I started at Stanford, it's called a GrandNet. Um, they had a company was acquired by Cisco uh, with a big check. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just one example. There are many other things he would um, do very differently. What, what are you, well, what's the controversial move with Otter? Well, that's the, uh, we say, hey, we're going to capture all your voice. That scared a lot of people. Uh, That makes sense. 
All right. For anyone who wants to go check it out, it's otter.ai. I'll tell you one more use case for me. Sometimes people send me a YouTube video and say, to really understand what I'm about, you should watch this YouTube video. I don't have patience for that. What I do is I download the YouTube video and then I upload it to Otter. And then about 10 minutes later, I have the whole transcript and I can just quickly scroll through it and see what I need to see. All right. I obviously love it. I get no payment from Otter. There's no way they could pay me. Their prices are so freaking low. There's no, there's no margin to give anyone an incentive to talk about them. They just have to create a good software. And it is good. It's at otter.ai. And I want to thank my two sponsors who made this interview happen. Sam, I know we're running over. Thanks for spending the extra time. I could see, I could see that you've got other things coming on. I'll just close it out by saying, if you're paying people in 2021 and beyond, go check out gusto.com slash Mixergy. Even if you're not ready to switch, at least know what's out there so that when you get frustrated in the future, you'll say, ah, Gusto, Andrew told me about it so much better. I need to leave this headache. Payment for your people and receiving payment by your people should not be a headache you deal with. Go to gusto.com slash Mixergy and see how good that experience can be. And when you're ready to start a website, go to hostgator.com slash Mixergy. Sam, thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Andrew, for having me here. Thanks. Bye, everyone.